Hello and welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zratty. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press multimedia producer Aaron Labar. Welcome to the show. It is a it's a slightly International Women's Day themed show. As yeah, it today is International like Women's Day. Happy International Women's Day. Happy to International you. Women's Day, Jen. Ah, we're international women. We are international women. <laughs> um so yeah, we're gonna be talking about like we we have things that we are angry about. I was gonna say I feel like this is like we haven't had a rage fueled episode in quite some time and I feel like this is Yeah, like, this we're is the one in the flames here a This is bit. the one. This yeah. is the one. Uh we're going to talk about well. I'm going to talk you should really about kick this off. Yeah, my mm, I'm going to talk about my uh, disappointment with Old Navy's sort of sizest sale policies, which is something that I did not expect from them, but it is happening. Disappointing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also going to talk about you found this story. It's a really interesting story about rap lyrics in the Supreme Court. Yeah. And what constitutes a threat yeah. and a little bit of racial bias in music. Yeah. Uh, and then we're also going to talk about the uh, R. Kelly Gail King interview, as well as what it means to maintain composure and who gets to be professional. First, though, how was your week? Um, it was good. It was a Folk Fest lineup announcement this week. That was yes. So the big story. I am very happy with this lineup. Yeah, I am too. And uh, so we have Casey Musgraves headlining yeah. with Death Cab for Cutie, Jason Mraz, and Half Moon Run are the four sort of headliners every, yep. n- every night. Um, yeah, a lot of, I, I, as I've said to a lot of people, I feel like this lineup is very much geared towards people in their 30s and 40s. Agreed. And yeah, who are you excited to see? I am excited to see uh, Casey Musgraves. I've seen open a few times for different people. I saw her open for Katy Perry. Right. I saw her open for somebody else. I can't remember. And I remember saying in multiple reviews uh, that the next time we saw her, she would be on a headlining, headlining yeah, scenario, yeah. which it's always really yeah. satisfying when we I know, say things like that. I'm and then right. we're right. I'm like, <laughs> we know things about no, things. Like, we're experts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Death Cab's always good live. Yeah. I've seen them a few times in a few different, uh, areas i saw them at lollapalooza so i've seen them oh, in a festival yeah, yeah. scenario before and also at the arena um who else uh snail mail i'm very, very excited, excited for snail mail yeah and i'm very excited for kathleen edwards because yeah. i haven't seen her for years yeah back in the game that's awesome yeah and uh car seat headrest is really good there's lots of i'm very really oddly excited for jason mraz and i don't know why like i listened <laughs> to him a lot when i was in my first two years of university maybe that's why so maybe nostalgia. there's like a little nostalgia yeah. for me but yeah i I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, no. Um, but I was surprised to see that there was no sort of like, I keep calling them heritage acts, which is, which is kind of um, not the nicest way to put it. But like, there's no Bruce Coburn's or Arlo Guthrie's or Bonnie yeah. Rates or like something that, that connects to the boomer crowd. Like you, that sort of institutional folk act. Yes. That is like not artistic really achievement level. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So, which is an interesting departure. Yeah. Because normally there's at least one. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes two. Yeah. So I was surprised to see that. But um, the comments on the lineup have been, as I assumed, everyone that's like our age is woohoo. And everyone that's in like 15 over is like wah wah. But yeah, <laughs> you know. As you know. Can't please everybody. As you know. As you do. <laughs> <laughs> How was your week? Uh, my week was busy. Um, this hasn't happened yet. It will happen later today, but I'm appearing on another podcast, which is actually a Red River College project. Backstabbing us. Uh, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but it's cool. It's a cool concept. Um, he's basically asking different people about really definitive albums in their 
in their lives. Why do I not get asked to do this kind of stuff? I think your ask is probably coming. Okay. And also I will mention that <laughs> as well because I think he has quite a few episodes to do. Like I'm guessing it's for his year in project. I don't right. really know. But so I was thinking about a lot about like, because I think the way you have to approach it, it's like, well, not really an album I like now. Like it has to be albums that were influenced like influences on me in different time yeah, periods. Like so thinking about like formative albums times, yeah, yes. in high school and college, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. So I'm going to talk about, I finally narrowed it down. It was very stressful because as you know, as someone who yes makes lists and has to make these kinds of decisions, yeah. um, I decided that I'm going to talk about uh, Arcade Fire's funeral okay. uh, because that was like college and I figured it's yeah. appropriate since I also went to Red River. Yeah. But there's many ways I could have gone. Like, I, I, already, I know which one I would talk about. Like the strokes I could talk about. Like I know what I would talk about. Which one? You got to go there to come back by the stereophonics. Uh, that was yeah. a moment for me in high school. And it was like when I really kind of found my legs as a music lover. See, there's like, there's so many good stories. Oh, so many. It's a good idea for a podcast. I'm jealous. I didn't think of it. All right. Let her rip. <laughs> so uh, I am a regular Old Navy customer. I shop there a lot because they have plus size clothing at a reasonable price. Yes, because plus size hard clothing to yes. find. It's hard, hard thing to find. Most plus size clothing is very, very expensive. Um, and while I don't necessarily advocate for fast fashion, sometimes you just need a pair of jeans for $10. Like sometimes that's, that's just yeah. what life is. I am currently wearing $10 <laughs> jeans from <laughs> Superstore. <laughs> so I went to do my, my annual sort of like spring wardrobe refresh and I got an email saying all dresses on sale. And I was like, oh, sweet. Get some, get some yeah. spring dresses. And I put all these things in my cart online and I put in the little coupon code and it says you're cart is not applicable for this code and i was like what maybe i have the wrong date or whatever yeah no i look in the tiniest tiniest small print 50 percent off all dresses excluding plus and maternity that is garbage right yes like how i was i was irate to the point where i i, I am not a customer service complainer but i wrote that surprises me for some reason <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I'm not, a, I'm not like, no, only because you're an assertive person. Right. But I don't like to, I also having worked in customer service, I know that like frontline employees have, it's, it's no use getting sure, mad at yeah, them. Fair. You know, it's, it's not their decision. Uh, and I also feel like most of the times getting really, really angry at people doesn't accomplish anything. Right. And it just kind of makes you feel worse because you yelled at somebody for no reason. Fair. Some exclusions, but <laughs> you know. Some exclusions apply. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I sent a huge long email to the customer service. Ooh, strongly like, worded. Strongly worded email. Got a very ho-hum response as I expected, but it did make me feel better. And I just like, it got me thinking, like, I, I don't understand. And, and they never, they've never had that kind of policy on their sales before, which is why I was so surprised. Yeah. And well, it, it just, just seems so, I don't, oh, it's just so disheartening. What well, A not only is it disappointing it's also i would argue discriminatory for sure you know absolutely it totally is i get that part of a sale usually is to unload merchandise yes fine of course but surely someone was like hmm the optics on this look bad right like, so anyone who is plus size or pregnant so like in a bigger body yeah than standard doesn't get to gets punished yeah it doesn't get to have the same savings opportunity as it's really frustrating straight size people it's like, really really frustrating that is really and then also i actually made a comment in my email saying like if you are going to do that 
don't send me an email that says all. That's when you thing. don't mean all. That's the thing. Like it's very misleading and it yeah. made me very angry. Also, could you imagine the like pee pants temper tantrums people would have if there were plus size only sales at a place like Old Navy? Yeah. Like I feel like people would be like, well, that's not fair. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So if you think that's not fair, you need to advocate on behalf of your plus size brethren because that's how this changes. It sucks. Same with size inclusion. And I'm so happy to see that more often like on Instagram and stuff where you will have people actually calling out places and being like, well, I'd support you, but you don't retail past a size 12. So yeah, that's one of my favorite um, hashtags is Katie Storino, who used to her Instagram used to be a 12 ish style, but now it's just her name. She's the one who invented Mega Babe, like the products that I oh, yeah, yeah. talked about. Um, she started the hashtag make my size and she'll go into dressing rooms and try stuff on. That's like the largest in the store. Yeah. And she's like maybe a size like 14, 16, sometimes bigger depending on. But she can like barely put pants on. She can't do sh- button up shirts up and she'll take a picture of it and post it and tag the company and say make yeah. my size. Like I would buy this if it was in my size. Like literally you're leaving money on the table. I know. And you'd be shocked. Like I've reached out to several local boutiques and and politely asked hey would you ever consider bringing in some yeah. plus size options and every single time it's like no yeah it's and it reminds <laughs> like, me okay i'll just keep my money then that's fine of uh a post our queen lizzo made <sighs> love her so much no i love her too she did a stunning photo shoot for allure yeah uh, because her album is coming out in yes. april so she's kind of making the rounds i'm happy to see that she's having her moment um she is living proof that photo shoot is living proof that f- designers like fashion houses can clothe larger bodies because every mark jacobs outfit that she wore on that shoot was stunning and she yeah. looked amazing no, and it, she said she had a post she's like if you don't want to clothe me fine i will find people who do exactly yeah it's just so incredibly frustrating to encounter that kind of thing from a retailer that i support and that i usually shop at so exactly do better old navy do yes. better everybody do better supreme court yeah i came across this story i can't remember how i found it but u.s supreme court i should say yeah the u.s supreme court so I don't, I'm very bad at summarizing things. Would you like to attempt this? So from what I understand, um, there was a, uh, so five years ago, there was a case um, where basically Eminem was accused of like inciting violence. Right. With his, yeah, with his yeah. lyrics. With his raw and violent lyrics. Right. As it is, as, as it is said. Yes. Um, and basically... Okay, so basically, if you're familiar with rap and hip-hop, there is a lot of, like, a cultural narrative right. about cops. Cops and violence. For very good reasons. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is, you know, rap and hip-hop is typically made by people who have been who have had legitimate issues with the police and mm-hmm. authority and mm-hmm. uh, the racism that they experience at the hands of law enforcement all legitimate topics to write about. Mm-hmm. Now you have a court case saying that these lyrics pose an actual threat. Can be can be interpreted as a legal exactly. legal threat. Exactly. Yes. And so this group of rappers, and you have them in, in front of you. Yeah. So it includes Chance the Rapper, Meek Mill, Killer Mike, Yogati, Fat Joe, 21 Savage. I think that's all of them. Yeah. 
basically they are are contesting this yeah and they are trying to give um using the first amendment to yeah challenge yeah to challenge it not only challenge it but also to educate supreme court justices yeah who as the a primer (laughs) on rap music and hip-hop and as the times pointed out are all like the median age is 66 or something (laughs) yeah yeah um about sort of the history and the um just like the cultural meaning behind exactly lyrics and how they're not like a direct they're not inciting violence no it's like it's like I, i can't i'm having a hard time explaining it but it's like if a country person a country music singer things about um hunting or whatever yeah. or i don't know violence they, they don't interpret that as an actual threat they interpret it as lyric and art exactly um oh they used they used um what's his name i can't remember it's walk the line johnny cash johnny cash thank yeah. you oh my gosh when yeah when he talks about you know shooting a man just to watch him die exactly they don't they don't take that as literal and yet if a rap artist were to say something similar, mm-hmm. then it's an issue. So I guess a Pittsburgh rapper actually went to prison for two years. Yeah. For threatening police officers in a song, allegedly. After he had had a conflict with that specific police right. officer. Yeah. Um, and then this group of artists, uh, they wrote in their primer, and I'm quoting from the Times, a person unfamiliar with what today is the nation's most dominant musical genre or one who hears music through an auditory lens of older genres such as jazz, country, or symphony may mistakenly interpret a rap song as a true threat of violence. Um, yeah, and then Killer Mike. Outlaw country music has given much more poetic license than gangster rap, and I listen to both. And I can tell you that the lyrics are dark and brutal when Johnny Cash described shooting a man in Reno just to watch him die, and when Ice Cube rapped about a drive-by shooting early in his career. It's no different from Stop and Frisk, he said. It's another form of racial profiling, and I agree. You do? Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, I think, uh, it's, I think it's blatant, especially, and and this comes up a lot, not just in terms of uh, violence, but the racial bias in uh, misogyny in lyrics. Yeah. So gangster rap and rap music will often be raked over the coals for being wildly misogynist, the little, you know, bitches and hoes argument. However, listen to a country song. Listen to the whole genre of murder ballads. You know how I feel about... That is literally all about, like, drowning women in a creek. Like, yeah. Really? In a creek. You know? So, it's. I find it very difficult when... To argue that there isn't some sort of racial bias when these rules are sort of lopsidedly applied. And also, in the case of this, in bad faith. Are you really telling me that you think this is a real threat? Like... Yeah. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. And you know how I feel about, well, you know how I feel about any kind of misogyny in music. And I, I feel that all of it should be gone. (laughs) Really? Well, yeah, absolutely. There was something else that I wanted to, um, and just, um, if you want to look up the article, it's New York times and it's written by Adam Liptak and it was, came out on uh, March 6th of this year. If you do want to look that up. I also think a lot of people, um, don't really give rap and hip hop its due as being both such a potent medium for activism. Yeah, that's true. And also folk music. Like it actually really, I've never understood really why the folk fest hasn't really booked hip hop acts. Because if you think about what the definition of folk music is, which is music of the people, well then my God, hip hop is folk music, you know, like by that definition, like it is music that is about 
people for right. people. And even in like the sort of m- composition musical sense, like p- rap is one step away from poetry, which Absolutely. is one step away from folk, you know, Absolutely. Like, it's all in the same family. So. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see that they're challenging it and I love the points that they make and hopefully they are. Yeah. Taken I also seriously. just, I just love when people who are at the top of their game, who, who are people that a lot of young impressionable youth look up to act in a way that is, so intelligent and they just per- they just portray themselves so intelligently and i love yeah. that yeah it's i mean because like yeah you can rap about killing whoever and sleeping with whoever but if you can go to the supreme court and hold your own and write a statement that is thoughtful and you know yeah it's is very inspiring to me i agree i wanted to read this quote from um the pittsburgh rappers uh lawyer um who said, well, famous rappers like Eminem win Grammy Awards and make millions off violent imagery in their songs. Judges and juries are routinely convinced that lesser known rap artists are somehow living out their lyrics as rhymed autobiography. It's an alarming trend, often with devastating consequences for young men of color who are almost always targeted in these cases. And it's true. And I don't think you can like strip away the fact that many American men have died via police violence mm-hmm. over the last decade. Um, so yeah, to to kind of assume that things are autobiographical which bothers me in literature when people assume that novels like i'm reading elena ferrante's uh my brilliant friend mm-hmm. there's that whole flap when it came out it's like oh is it about her like right. it's a novel like it's not, art come on not, not everything is autobiographical like yeah. have we really lost our imagination and critical thinking skills to this point yeah. where rap lyrics are going to the supreme court i don't know I don't know. This is a ragey. I know. <laughs> Shall we continue? Yeah, continue. <laughs> this is this is your uh, next topic that you wanted to cover. Yeah. So uh, R. Kelly is got interviewed by Gail King, and it was right. and it was and so basically that documentary came out. Allegations resurfaced against right. R. Kelly. Right. He finally was arrested. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like some justice is going to happen. Yeah. Gail King did an interview where he just lost it lost it and she asked him like point blank like yeah. some pretty i mean she did not softball those questions no yeah. i was very impressed with me her. too and i'm pretty sure the next day she asked for a raise and i think she should get it i agree uh but he was like standing up and like looming Screaming over her and, and like, crying yeah. yeah yeah and it really reminded me so there's two points i wanted to make about this it reminded me of brett kavanaugh's conduct in yeah. his hearing because he was also yelling and screaming and crying um so it really made me think hmm and women are the ones that are accused of being too emotional. Mm-hmm. But it also, uh, Gail has been rightly um, commended for her composure. I mean, she didn't sink to his level at all. No, she didn't even move. However, I think, I don't know, there's something about it, and I'm not going to articulate it well because I'm just kind of thinking out loud, but there's something uncomfortable about that to me when we kind of like, I don't know. Expect people to keep their composure in like a threatening situation. Exactly. Like it reminded me of that CBC reporter who was licked on air by a comedian. I couldn't even watch that. It It was so uncomfortable. Physically ill. Yeah. Like I feel terrible that that happened to him. To catch people up, it's exactly what I said. Yeah. Um, Yeah. A a CBC reporter based in Toronto, I believe. Um, Yeah. Had was doing a spot at a comedy show and like people were being jerks in the background and then yeah. this guy actually like, formerly based like, here yeah yeah um 
It was so... It was made me very uncomfortable. And again, a very common thread was like, oh man, like that reporter was so professional and like didn't break but and like... Th- for but me, the whole time I was like, push him off. Like, yeah. Push him away from you. Yeah. Take a step away. So I think sometimes when we compliment people's quote professionalism and quote composure in those scenarios, it kind of reinforces that damaging idea that you should be polite and acquiesce and not, you know even in the face of like extreme conflict exactly yeah i don't i don't know how i would have reacted in the same situation i mean i like to i think you never know unless it's happening to you yeah i mean as i've mentioned on this podcast before for someone who is fairly chill person i'm weirdly fight when maybe flight is (laughs) a better option yeah um and it's almost like an out-of-body experience where i'm like wow you're doing this (laughs) um but other times i'm flight and but often i'm freeze so i feel like i would be a freeze but like when my phone was stolen out of my hand on a winnipeg transit bus (laughs) which is not funny but it still makes me laugh a little bit i chased them (laughs) and it was one of those moments where then i stopped and was like and thank god the bus waited for me winnipeg transit was really excellent on that whole scenario but like i was like what are you doing like what 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 could you possibly like do what good could come of this if you caught up to them yeah which you're not going to right like <laughs> so yeah. yeah i yeah but it was startling to see him yeah react that way and just unravel it was yeah yeah one more thing to add okay. before we move on okay um back to international women's day I, I'm going to plug my own thing a little bit, but I wrote a column uh, for Saturday's paper mm-hmm. and we got you, me, uh, a bunch of other people in the newsroom got quotes from a bunch of powerhouse ladies mm-hmm. in town. So yeah. I suggest you go read it because they had very insightful things to say about the day and what it means and all that good stuff. So, yeah. so happy International Women's Day to all of our listeners. Make yes. sure you hug a lady in your life. Yes. And like, <laughs> With permission. (laughs) With permission. (laughs) And then, like, leave her alone. Yeah. For the final segment today, we're going to do good or gross. Good or gross. The best, the best, the best segment. Yeah. Um, Ben McPhee Sigerson is back with us today. I'm back. Even though it's just been one week. Yes, I know. Um, Because we're going to do dill pickle flavored vodka. Mm, Infused. Infused. Dill pickle infused vodka. I think that's what I want to know. What is it called? Okay, so it's tall grass dill pickle vodka. Okay, Okay, dill pickle vodka is made by Capital K, which is a local local spirit maker. Distillery. Distillery. They're located at 1680 Dublin Avenue, and they do have a little tasting room, I think, and you can do little tours and stuff. There's not a ton to see. It's sort of like in a the industrial park near Pull Park or whatever. So, yeah, but it's they, they make some they make a wide range of stuff: non-flavored d- uh, vodka, um, yeah, gin flavored, fl- different flavors of vodka. I should say. I'm trying to be very careful because I know yeah. that it is an infused vodka. Yeah. So what's the deal with this one? It won an award or something? It did. It won. Sorry, <laughs> that was really brash. What's <laughs> the deal with this you guy? Sound, you win you sound something. Pretty pumped about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It won at the <laughs> Canadian Artisan Spirit Competition in February. It won a gold medal and it won best in class in oh. the infused vodka category. So that's that's pretty big. They also won a gold for their gin and a bunch of other bronze medals or whatever. So. Well, put that in your vodka and infuse it. That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, uh-huh. well done. Thank you. Um, so yeah, it is infused with ready dill, cucumber, horseradish, and peppercorns. Ooh, I like all those things. Mm-hmm, I do too. I do too, but I hate pickles. In a drink, though. 
I, I hate pickles yeah, like yeah, yeah. in general. Yeah, like yeah. I love cucumbers, love yeah. dill, don't mind garlic, hate pickles. Mm. I don't I don't understand it, yeah. but it's just what my life when is. When I was a kid I hated tomatoes and so it was but I love ketchup. I love tomato juice. Yeah, I loved it's weird. Pizza sauce, everything. Hated tomatoes. It's clearly just psychological. I guess like, so, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not looking forward to this. I, I I hate those sweet and sour pickles. Or no, sorry, the the bread and butter pickles, those sweet ones. Oh yeah. Those All pickles revolting. are garbage except for dill pickles. Um, but <laughs> I'm spicy take over here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I like but it. dill pickles are so good because they are like salty and briny and crunchy, crunchy and yeah, they got yeah, the dill. Like I love them they're too. a really good like often actually if I'm craving chips, I can get away with eating pickles instead, life and hack. it kind of it it uh, satisfies the same thing. Mm. My favorite chip flavor it's is a nice life hack. dill pickle. Yeah. It yeah. is a good life hack. Yeah. I I enjoy croutons as a snack. That's sort of not related, but that's my my <laughs> snack hack. Like yeah, just like mm, full just on eating handful croutons. of croutons. I like that. What's anyway, yours? <laughs> I just eat the chips. <laughs> yeah, no, that's also a good that's one to do just too. My mantra. Okay, so this is. Um, a 200 milliliter bottle, so like a what you mm. would call a Mickey. Yes. Um, and it's 13.99. The full size bottle, I believe, is 750 milliliters, and it's 39.99, I believe. Uh, Crack shall her we open. get? Shall While we you're get doing pickled? A hole. I was saving that one for so long, just until I got in here. <laughs> Let's get pickled. <laughs> I'll tell my Mickey story while he's doing that. You have a Mickey story? I do, because I lived in the States for a while, and I went to the local liquor shop. I was going to a Halloween party, mm-hmm. and I went to the counter to the guy, and I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. can I buy a Mickey of vodka? And he gave me the strangest look. And I was like, you know, like a Mickey, like a little tiny bottle, like that that one right over there. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. So he, he gives it to me, and I buy it. And I'm telling this, I'm regaling the party yeah. goers later in the evening, and my friend looks at me, and she goes, Aaron... A Mickey in the U.S. is a date rape drug. <gasps> oh, my so God. So he thought I was asking for terrible things. That is hilarious. And so I'm like, and well, also... Canadianism, learn that one pretty quick. <laughs> and also terrible. Yes. I'm scared. I'm going to smell it. Okay. Oh God! Color-wise, it's got like oh. in the bottle it has more of a, a murky green color, but then when you pour it, it it's sort yellow. of looks a little bit more gold. Yeah, yeah pale gold. We call, we say in the business. Um, <laughs> You're making the face I was making last week about the whiskey, but I really like the smell mm. of this. Yeah, it smells yeah, like bagels. The dill for sure it smells like bagels. This may oh pickles yeah. This may be the episode that I throw up as we're filming. Well, thankfully, we've, we've got, got the bucket. we've got a bucket yeah. in here. Nice it's bucket. full of snow because usually they do have this in the fridge at near the counter at the liquor marts or whatever. Uh, yeah, and it is available at liquor marts and at the distillery. Um, but oh they didn't God. this time, so I grabbed some snow from the uh, side area. I don't know if I uh, could do this. Like my gag yeah. reflex is already kicking in, and That's I just smelled it. it. It's not called good or great. It's called good or gross. Oh God. Someone else go first, please. All right, I'll go. I just, oh, it's so potent. You're making not a good face, Ben. You're, you're, you seem to be. <laughs> so I feel like the vodka ruins it a little bit. <laughs> like, you'd rather just have a glass of pickle juice? Correct. Okay. But I think it, like, it tastes very true to flavor. Like it definitely had it like it gives you wicked heartburn, um, but it's like, yeah, it you taste the dill, you taste the peppercorn. I taste the horseradish too, actually. In this, are you a Caesar drinker? No, but I I might pe- people would use this in Caesar. I, I think, think so, and I think I think in I America would be, a Bloody Mary. Yeah, I think. Uh, try me. It says on the label. Try me in a Caesar or Bloody Mary. There you go. I'm doing their ad for them. 
Who's going? You next? go next. Me. Okay. Yeah. Um, Ben's drinking out of a wine glass. <laughs> See, no, this, well, uh, I only had two. Hot, whatever. I just those like kind I'm holding are. it as far away from my face um, as possible. I can't. Interesting and maybe even good or more gross to taste it next to like a glass just of regular pickle brine. Mm. <laughs> maybe. That's like maybe not. Maybe not interesting. Okay. Here we go. You go. Oh, he's doing a professional taste. Jen's going in for taste number two. Yeah, it's um, whoa, it's pretty wild. Um, I, yeah, I would never drink it on its own. No, um, it's not. It's not even like it's like. Ugh. It's got a weird like it 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 gets this little salty tingle on the end of your tongue that is fascinating that I've never experienced before. And I feel like my esophagus is on fire. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that's <laughs> like it. It almost specific. It almost doesn't. Um, it almost has a whiskey mm-hmm. vibe to mm-hmm. me a little bit, but you definitely taste the dill. You you have to do it now. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I just wanted to have the mic close by um, just in case. Yeah, I could see it in a Caesar. I do like Caesars, and I like Bloody Marys, too. So. Oh, God, that's awful. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it's like drinking foot juice. Yeah. Oh, God. Do you remember... And I don't know if they still sell it, but do you remember triaminic cough syrup? Kind of. It tastes like the green triaminic a little bit upon second taste. But I do taste like some pleasantness, but with the dill. But yeah, I don't know. I do get a big hit of cucumber, which I appreciate, but I would never drink that. But it's because I hate pickles. I hate them. I like pickles, but I I would never drink this on its own. I don't. I mean, you could, I guess if you were experimenting, you could make like a dill pickle martini. Or like a dirty martini, which usually has olives, right? Like you could use this and olives. Dirty martini has olives, right? And the olive yeah. juice, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So this could sort of dirty up a martini as well, if that's a saying. I don't think it is. But, <laughs> but there's a lot of alcohols that are fine in cocktails that I would never drink on yeah. their own. Like I think that would be delicious in a Caesar. As like an like an addition. Yeah, like I'm yeah. not a big Caesar drinker, but... Um, Ooh. And not for any reason I enjoy them, but like, yeah, I think that would I be I take the tiniest good. sip and my tummy is flip-flopping. Like, it is yeah. not a good time in there right now. Well, you can eat some of that snow if you want. Uh, no, that's quite <laughs> all right. I took it from the area where people go outside and smoke. It's smoke-infused. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Maybe that's an additional, like, uh, really uh, taking the cocktail to the next level. So what's our, what's, I'm obviously a gross. You want me to, um. You, you have to go good or gross. You can't go middle. Oh, I can't qualify it? No. Mm, kind of gross good in a gross way <laughs> Just oh see now you no. get to expand on it uh, it's my podcast okay okay, okay <laughs> fine 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 you know i think if i do one more episode it's probably end up being i'll send up somehow end up being my podcast as well uh it's one of those it's it's one of those things that in the good or gross it's kind of both like it's totally. so gross it's good i agree it's yeah and I think I think in a certain context, like not I disagree. <laughs> it's not meant to be drunk on its own, so no, it's sort of it's doing not. it a disservice to do. But it, it but it, it's worth trying. And I've I've been meaning to try it for a while. So now I have a little half bottle I can take home and make Caesars with or whatever. Because I do like Caesars. I don't make them very often, but or I Bloody will Mary. say that I am impressed with the amount of flavor that they're able to infuse into mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Like it is as advertised. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's the kind of normally I find with infused products, sometimes the flavor is not 
as potent as it would be as if it were like an artificial flavor. Yeah. This is quite impressive. I'm coming back around. I'm not, I'm, I'm recant, I'm retracting my gross and I'm going with good. Ah, uh, there's good. just, there's a, actually a lot going on here. Like the yeah. more I taste it, there's like, the, yeah, that salty little note. It's like almost yep. like briny, like sea yeah. salt kind of, well, briny, like pickles are brined obviously. Yeah. But so the aftertaste is good. Yeah. I appreciate it. Like this much, not even this much. I, I poured way too much. It's probably like an ounce and a half. I'm, I, I won't have any more of it, but because I got to work and stuff. And, and also it's just not something you don't want to drink on its own. It's not a sipper. <laughs> no, like I think the only, the only sippers I like for vodka because I don't like it straight are like the your grapefruits, your blueberries, like those ones. I, I Yeah, like those are sippers to me. Uh, yeah, this needs to, to be in, in something. Um. no you you think it's good all right awesome thank you for uh participating in in what is apparently no weekly alcohol segment (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) yes thanks for coming my pleasure uh what else that's it. That's it. We're done. <laughs> um, you can find everything that all three of us have written at winnipegfreepress.com. You can also follow us on social media. I'm at Jen Zerati on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Nyrebel on Instagram and Twitter. What are your social? I'm just at Ben Sigurdsson on all things. Awesome. And we will see you next week. Bye.